All right, should we get started? I don't know if we do have a lot. I feel like we just nailed everything uh, last week. We got Swift Data, check. We got Sonoma, right, check. And there's a headset. Is there anything we have to talk about? Well, I got to try the headset. We can talk, <laughs> talk about that. I don't know. Do we want to talk about like our WWDC experience? Uh, Zach, what are you interested in? Because you weren't there. Okay, I think we're, I think we're going to talk about the, the headset later. So putting that aside for a second... It was actually a really good year. I think there was (laughs) a nice set of improvements across the board. Nothing too radical, um, nothing life-changing that we're all going to have to, you know, spend the next three months working on. Again, putting the headset aside. Um, (laughs) That's like not life-changing. It's a completely new platform. Yes, you go on. Just some really nice uh, improvements in in iOS 17. You know, watchOS 10 got the the redesigns that we were talking about and... um, sort of improved widgets support is really nice there. Um, I really like the new uh, watchOS design language. I really like... Yeah, me Because too. the very first, uh, or I mean, the f- very first nine iterations of watchOS <laughs> were very much optimized for let's use black as much as we can. Mm. So we have the fewest amount of pixels lit up on your, on your watch screen mm-hmm. at any given time. And now with the uh, new redesign, there's a lot more color and everything is, you know, a lot more fun to look at. Everything pops a lot more. It feels more yeah. like you you, you want to look at it rather than it being something that's just not in the way. Yeah. And I mean, they, they already did some of that with the watch faces. And I was surprised because some of the watch faces, even on watches 9 and 8, they were already full color, right? There was mm-hmm. a lot of uh, lit up pixels, but then the apps all looked mostly like black mm-hmm. things with table views and, and those watch faces looked out of place almost uh yeah, compared with true. the rest of the os and the sort of standard watch faces that a lot of people are using so. mm. do you do you think that was mostly coming from a battery concern presumably originally because yeah. it's always oled Probably. right so it was always yeah. um sort of trying to optimize that but mm. yeah i think especially with the introduction of the ultra last year they've clearly got more battery capacity than you need to get through a normal day a lot of the time mm-hmm. um, so why not use it i, I think this mm. is a good idea and you do know, if know you which... do need to go into a low power mode, you can um, sort of pick a more bland watch face and use that for a bit. Yeah. Did you um, play with the new watchOS betas yet? Uh, not on an actual watch, just in the the simulator. How about you? No, not also yet. only in the sim- simulator. I was curious though. I think uh, I'm always like itching to install the update, and I think Adam, you, I think you even had you were very close to pushing the button during <laughs> during the. First day event, right? To update. Did has any of you? What are you running? Is anyone running a beta? Not as my main. Okay. Anything. Okay. But okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have tried. We have a test device, uh, but Kai and I have tried iOS out, and then we have uh, Kai has petitions on his Mac that we've been trying <laughs> out. But I want to. I want to update my main phone because I feel <laughs> like having it on a test device is like you're not living <laughs> on it. You don't know. What works, what doesn't work, and how it looks. I think we just gotta. On Tuesday, I hope to see beta two, and then mm. jump on it. Yeah. I hope beta two fixes WeatherKit, <laughs> because WeatherKit is very broken at the moment um, on beta one. I know, I know, we have all of our intricate bugs <laughs> that we're running into, but let's let's talk about the fun stuff. Okay, so Vision OS. You'll start there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I can, I, we can, uh, we can pretend that we want to talk about the other ones. <laughs> I want to talk about Vision OS. Yeah, yeah, me, me too. Like I, I started writing down like a lot of things in iOS, macOS, and watchOS, and there are a lot of things. And any other year, like 
this would normally this would be a big year. We have new mm-hmm. facts. We had a lot of new um, a lot of new things in watchOS and iOS and a few things in Sonoma as well. But I mean, Vision OS. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm most interested because Adam Mann and I were at WWDC in San Jose, so we already spent what feels like 10,000 hours to talk about Vision OS. <laughs> so I'm most interested to hear, Zach, because you were also the one that was the most uh, skeptical, critical, or not interested uh, up front. <laughs> yeah. So, so what yeah. do you think? Um, overall, I'm impressed. Uh, okay. I'm, All right. I'm yeah. not the, the cynical uh, person I was two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> okay, before that, any of I this mean, that is out. pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think it's an impressive product given the sort of limitations of the time. Obviously, this is without having seen or tried the thing. Um, but just from talking to, to some people, it seems it seems like the story is pretty consistent, that, that what it does, it does well. And I think a lot of the skepticism last time came from uh, an assumption that it would be focused around fitness and that it would be focused around gaming and while both of those <laughs> are elements, <laughs> yeah. where did that come from but, no but what a dummy i, I agreed yeah. with them like I, you know we spoke about it but I, I i wasn't um of the opinion that it would be anything anything different um but instead they seem to really lean into it, it's actually not as as like the apple watch people are saying it's, it's like the apple i don't think it's like the apple watch the apple watch kind of they threw everything at the wall and and it turned out that uh, health and fitness really stuck. With this, it seems like the the focus is virtual screens, right? Like that's mm-hmm. when it when it comes down to it, that's what it is. It's putting iPad and iPhone apps in your in your workspace. It's putting Vision OS apps in your workspace. It's having a TV the size of whatever you want it to be. It's having mm-hmm. a computer monitor the size of whatever mm-hmm. you want it to be. Fundamentally, these are all the same things, mm-hmm. uh, just with different content. And it seems like, by all accounts, it does these things really well. And that's mm-hmm. what it's mm-hmm. good for. And that's what they're leaning into for the first version. And I guess I'm all for sort of picking a focus and, and trying to make it work. I think that's a, it's a good strategy. Um, but also these are things that I assume most people interested in this product do every day. Like a lot of us would work on computers all day, every day. A lot of us probably do sit down and watch TV. That's a, it's a pretty normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the, the more immersive element of, of being in a location like a sporting match or whatever, um, the, the possibilities seem like there's, there's something there anyway. So, yeah, look, I'm not uh, – I, I don't dislike this product. I think it's really um, quite innovative. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but you were all on the ground, so you've got a, <laughs> you've got a lot more insight than me. Uh, what do you all think? I mean, one thing, I mean, before, Martin, Martin is the only one of us that actually had I, hands-on I know, experience. I really want to hear Martin's, so, uh, <laughs> Martin's impressions. We'll get to Martin's actual, we should yeah. put the, you know, the, the, the standard clickbaity thing. We'll get, yeah. have an in-depth uh, <laughs> Martin, Martin talking about the 30 minutes of trying a thing on. But let's get all the <laughs> the less important opinions out of the way first so people don't Just like up. the keynote, right? Yeah. <laughs> Save it for last. <laughs> Ouch. Um, I, I do agree with the what, what you mentioned with having screens in different sizes in different mm-hmm. places. One thing, I, I, I know it sounds so minor, but the one thing that really got me excited was, I think Apple, I think it was during the keynote or State of the Union or somewhere, they showed a video just a uh, like a movie or a TV show, and it was in CinemaScope aspect ratio rather than the sixteen by nine. Oh. 
mm-hmm. there was no letterboxing because <laughs> you obviously don't need to letterbox it. You just make the screen the dimensions of of whatever video file you give it. Right? It can mm-hmm. it can totally make your a virtual four by three screen if you play some kind of old retro games and go go to sixteen by nine for sixteen by nine stuff and CinemaScope uh, for CinemaScope. And I think that same thing comes across to all different apps. It doesn't need to have a certain form factor or be a certain size. Like if it makes sense, maybe you have a to do list and you want it to be like more of a long traditional sheet then you can do that if you want to have a wider screen like a tv then you can do that it's just you can make whatever screen size you want yeah and change the the window size dynamically because you don't really have any physical constraints right you Mm -hmm. can i think the one of the sessions designing for vision os showed that safari initially started off more of a page layout Mm -hmm. but then when they showed all the tabs it just became wider because that way it can feel fill more of your field of view and then matches what they're trying to show and there's no you know no display constraints that you have to deal with you just build a ui that suits what you're currently even if it's very briefly trying to show Hmm. and i think that i I think photos is a good example of that as well like if you have a panorama it will be displayed wider and you can have this full sort Mm. of rounded view if you want to and and if you have a square one it's just Mm. a square photo it's yeah, and I think from an app design perspective, that 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 is very exciting somehow that you can mm-hmm. that you're not constrained by anything apart from what you're trying to accomplish with with your app, mm-hmm. with your even th- that section of your app. I think that's really cool. So you're saying Apple invented Windows. <laughs> <laughs> it it definitely. I think this solves. Uh, iPad multitasking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After Apple went through like their 17th approach of how do we do multitasking uh, on the iPad? I know. Like, I you know. know what? Let's rather spend billions of dollars and make it a, a headset. <laughs> that way we can just have as many apps as you want running yeah. wherever you want in, in, in 3D space. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So one of us actually get to try on the headset. Uh, and that one Ooh. was Malin. Yay, I did, I did. So, Mullen, do you want to painstakingly tell us every single detail of your experience? <laughs> Paint us a picture. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, it was a sunny day. Actually, it was actually a pretty rainy day. It was a strange <laughs> day for California. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I did, uh, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, I did get to try it on, and uh, yeah, I have a lot of... A lot of fun things to talk about, or a lot of details to go into. Uh, so feel free to ask any ask questions. I know jump some in. of those details already. I know, I know. So um, for I felt like it was like I have never had a press release, press experience, or anything like that. I've been fortunate to be at WWDC and see like the developer side, but this this was uh, I basically got the press briefing and a demo video that or the same demo the same demo that uh, people in the press have gotten yeah um, and adam and i were definitely not jealous at all i know i know <laughs> what were we doing exactly and the exact moment she was trying it on do you remember i don't even That's she, just, dis- she just disappeared we were just crying in a corner somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. right. All right. Sorry. Um, this is about Malin's experience. Um, so it started out with me going on this golf cart, um, being driven to a location at Apple Park. I didn't know really where I was going. I just heard sort of this code name that they used for the building. Um, and I went on a golf cart. And it was like a pretty long drive because Apple Park is huge. First, Did they make like, you drive? 
<laughs> oh, that was probably for the best. Um, honestly, I almost, I didn't almost fall off, but it was going way faster. Have, have, have either of you ever been on a golf cart? No. Yes. yes. Those things are lethal. It's a, it's if if of, going it's, fast, it's yes. There's quite a lot of torch in there as well. Like the start was yeah. like, oh. I see why they have this rail here I should hold on to. Uh, imagine that. I couldn't try it because I fell off the golf cart. Oh, that would have yeah, been sad. Take that, Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was on the golf cart and uh, was chatting with the, uh, the driver about the weather, as you do. Um, so that's why I remember it wasn't you, a sunny day. Did you tell him on our weather app? It wasn't, the t- it wasn't on top of my mind. Um, <laughs> and I didn't really know what I was going to do at that point. It was more like, okay, I know I'm going to do something. And like, yeah, I had hopes and expectations so i was like maybe we're gonna have a try on but i also knew that i am wearing glasses i was a bit concerned like maybe i maybe it is a try on and then they read my glasses and like they're like oh no your vision is too bad so this isn't working <laughs> yeah. uh, so i was still like not sure what they put it, it in the machine and it's like no <laughs> rejected yeah. um but yes yeah, so i was driven and then um i saw mkbhd on a golf cart in front of me i'm like oh this is pretty cool i'm like following going behind him and on a, on a golf cart as well. Uh, then they dropped me off and then I actually got to chat uh, with MK, uh, talk a little briefly with MKVHD and Nelly Patel from The Verge, but that's a story for a different day. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I was led to this huge, uh, this really big structure, like a build temporary house but it looked like i'd say it had like better insulation than most houses in california (laughs) um from the outside it looked like a tent like like a a fancy tent and then when i came inside we heard some rumors from from people that might work close by that said yeah yeah there's a tent that's being set up it's probably you know for for some kind of hands-on thing and i i had a different different image in mind when i heard tent yeah me too. Like Me a, too. You thought it was going to be like a, a post-apocalyptic <laughs> like, CDC uh, isolation <laughs> chamber tent? I, I thought it would be like a, the type, uh, like a wedding tent that you put up in case there will be rain. <laughs> oh, that's right? nicer than what I thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought yeah, people in yeah, hazmat yeah. suits were going to come out and uh, yeah, Apple, you. Apple really got a deal on those uh, COVID <laughs> uh, isolation <laughs> tents. They're like, what do we do with all the tents? Apple's like, we take two. <laughs> Anyways, no, that was not what it was. Uh, it was this white structure. Um, and then when I got inside, it looked... Uh, I don't know if these Apple stores are out yet, but they have the new design for the Apple store. They're a lot more wooden. It had that style. There were those like warm wooden colors and wooden walls around. It was like this really cool building. Um, and then um, I got to... Um, someone gave me... Someone uh, from Apple gave me an iPhone and I got to do a face scan. And that was to sort of get all of the, of the features of my, of my face. I think it was supposed to, um, both to get the audio right. There were two different types of scans. First, uh, more of the face and then of the, of my ears. Um, but it was, I didn't feel like I was scanning my ears. It felt yeah. like just like a regular face you know what ID kind of setup. Apple was? was it, was it like a custom app they used for, I... for a headset setup? I would assume so, but the in, like, like, did it have UI that looked like polished? It, the only thing, like, I didn't, I didn't get to like tap buttons. It was just I hold it, and then it has the same circle and the same ring as when you're scanning your face ID, and it sort of shows okay. this green circle of where you have which parts you're done with scanning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Which uh, iPhone model did they pick? <laughs> <laughs> what color was it? Maybe it's 
upcoming one. <laughs> Apple was kind of disappointed. We gave everyone an iPhone 16 Pro, and everyone just didn't care, scanned their face, and handed it back to us. And like, I thought they would be excited about that one, but I guess not. We're asking yeah, all the important yeah. questions but, here. Yes. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so at this point, I knew what uh, that it would be uh, a try on, and I knew that <laughs> like, why did I, I wasn't my just walking around scanning my face. No, <laughs> no, I knew that it would be a try on at this point, and I was like so excited. And uh, so I started out scanning my face, and then after that, um, I got into this second sort of room to the side, uh, and then they just asked for my glasses, and it had a similar machine to what an optometrist has, um, where they scanned it to see my prescription, and then. I was a bit nervous and <laughs> it was like I um, just mentioned that I have a pretty strong prescription, but it was totally, totally fine. And then they, they gave me my glasses back and I got to wait in this sort of couch area. I think there were like eight different areas I could sit in. But didn't they also have headsets there to look at? They did. Uh, I think I was too excited. <laughs> so I didn't really go up and look at them, but there was this uh, in the back. I think they showed it on Good Morning America. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't expect you three to watch Good Morning in America, but every morning, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, they did release. I think that was the only that's the only video we have seen where people actually filmed inside of um, of the of the area and actually got mm. to film themselves wearing wearing the headset. Um, but there, you could see that there was this um, display where it was just I think three headsets standing, so you could just go up and look at them and see. Basically, the same thing as we had seen on the Monday after after the keynote and everything. You had that and you could just go up and look at them. Um, and then I was waiting around there at this sort of hangout area. Um, and then this building had probably like eight different doors. Um, they were just like very slick, like added to this wooden wall and uh, like they, they were they were fitting in really nicely um and yeah then when then they sort of just called me in asking me to um come in and then i got to then i was going into this sort of living room setup and like a real nice li- li- real nice setup uh with a couch and some chairs and some plants i think uh and a headset um and yeah, then I got to put on the Vision Pro. So, again. <laughs> End of story. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, did did it have like a table in the center of the room with a headset on? It's like, here you go. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was just there, ready for me. And I didn't, like, people have asked me about the lens inserts. Like, I didn't really see the lens inserts because they prepared everything behind the scenes before before I came into the room and it was just laying there prepared. Uh, I think I have also heard that they have different sizes for your face so it sits snugly like the the seal around the, the light face. Seal? The Is light seal? Yeah, I think so. Um, so that was also probably configured for me so that everything would fit nicely. So then I got to put on the headset and then it was just this like super as you would expect from an Apple device like very smooth onboarding experience which isn't really much of an onboarding. Um, it showed up, um, I think there was first a dark screen, then a light screen, and they had different dots in a circle or laid out in a circle. Uh, and I was supposed to like look at it and track it with my eyes till it lights up. And then that was pretty much configuring the eye tracking for me specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once that was done, I got to reach out my hands in front of me, in front of the headset for it to re- detect what my hands look like. And I, I don't feel like I barely held them up. And it was very quickly, I just 
detecting my hands and then I could put them down directly again. And then there was this cool... I wonder what they look at there. Like, which... What do they do? Do they look at the length of your fingers and the, the I, color yeah, of your hand? Or I, I was curious as well. I'm thinking Just make about sure you too. have hands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Next time you should, like, cross your left and ar right arms and kind of... <laughs> I'm doing it on camera here. You can't tell and see if it gets confused. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why oh, Adam didn't get to, yeah. I mean, was not invited to date. Back, backing to up just uh, just real quick, there's something I forgot to ask you. Uh, the battery pack, was it already connected to it? And yeah. did you, were you instructed just like, here, put, you should put it in your pocket or clip it somewhere? Like, where did the battery pack go? Um, so the first part of the experience was all seated. So they just gave it to me and uh, then so I could here, put it, put on. it on, on the couch. <laughs> Uh, thanks to me, um, and then it was already attached to the to the headset. But the cable was long enough, so I could pick like the battery pack first, put that next to me, and then pick the headset and put that on. Okay. Um, and then after I scanned my hands, um, it had this cool three D hello animation showing up in the room, and I could start seeing the room itself. And I could see, I think I could see the room. When my hands were up too, but like I didn't really focus on it. But then I could actually start seeing, like then I could actually start looking around and seeing what the room looked like, seeing the people in the room with me. Um, and from after that hello experience, it presented the, do we officially call it Starboard? The, I, I, I think the we app should. switcher screen or the app. We should go with Starboard until screen. proven out. Let's call it Starboard. Yeah. Uh, so then it presented Starboard and then I got to like, actually test eye tracking and that was very like i was very impressed by how quick like how responsive it was like i didn't even think of which element i was looking at i was just parsing and like scanning around scanning around the room looking at the different the different app icons and it so just what was the first thing you put it on did they immediately tell you now open photos or whatever or was it more they gave you no, some time to like I, I i think i got a little bit of time to like Adjust. I felt like, um, you know, when you see videos of uh, in movies where it's like someone's been blind for their entire life, then they put this, <laughs> then, then they get their eyes fixed, and it's just like, huh, like they get to see for the first time. I don't know. It felt like it's like they they gave me a moment to like parse my experience. Uh, I don't know if that was intentional, but that was something that came to mind as I put it on. I'm like, huh, yeah, this is like me seeing in. Mission Pro the first time. And it was very cool. Uh, Someone, I mean, someone's going to take... The room looked exactly the same as without the headsets. I don't know why I was so surprised. But like it just felt like, huh, this is it. Did the app show or did you have to hit the crown to show the apps for the first time? I don't remember how I got out of that hello screen. If it was something that just happened. I believe it would make sense that it said hello. Then I clicked the button and then it showed up. And it has this sort of nice like animation like a ease in ease out animation um where the apps come up um but yeah then i got to sort of pan around and see and i think then i was sort of ex i think i had already been told how to interact with stuff but then i got to start out slowly like interacting with things but i very quickly like made my motion smaller put my hand down in my lap and it's just i think within like a minute started feeling very intuitive it felt like i move a mouse i move the cursor on my mac i click something or i scroll something with my finger on my iphone it just felt like 
something that was such an intuitive motion. And I really thought it was so impressive how I didn't have to stop and look at an element Mm -hmm. and then select it. Like I said, like I didn't really realize I was looking at it until it started like... It didn't feel like I looked at it and it highlighted. It felt more like it's highlighting the element that I do look at. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did look at that element. And it was, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It uh, told your think, eyes where they yeah, should go. Yeah. yeah. You were um, fact checking it and <laughs> it passed. <laughs> no, but I think that was just really cool. I think that's when it really clicked uh, how I really see why they didn't have controllers. Like it just felt like they've been putting so much work into this being intuitive feeling buttery smooth and it was just so natural to do this motion um and i i I really did not know how it would feel like until until trying that and that was really cool and i was talking to kai about it that i very quickly i think the thing that was even more impressive with how natural the movements felt was that when you look at the app sort of move it's like a small drag bar where you can move the windows around um, when you look at that and put your fingers together then you hold on to the window and then you can move your hand freely and you can move your eyes like you don't have to look at the element that you just grabbed mm-hmm. and i very like without even thinking about it when trying it out i picked it up i picked up a window i'd like knew i held on to a window then i looked completely away and it completely left my vision. I kept on moving my hand around just to play with it a bit. And I had an expectation of where the window would be based on my hand movements. And I looked back and it was exactly where I thought it would be. In the same way as if I pick up a cup, move a cup around. I'm not tracking the cup with my eyes. It was just, it's a physical, it felt like that sort of physical mm. object that I was just aware of where, it, where in my space mm. it was. I wonder how the cup does that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, I think that was that was just something that I thought was super impressive, and I did not expect it to feel that natural or mm-hmm. even like fun. Like it was like the whole system just felt very playful, polished, and it just all like all the gestures fitted into this new experience. Hmm. Guy, you Does asked that... me afterwards, I think, if I now, after I took it up, you asked if I look at elements in the real world and expect <laughs> to be able to put my fingers together to select it. I do not, because they don't highlight. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess we already knew this, but that kind of sounds like it must be the case that the hand track, whatever sensors are doing hand tracking, have a wider field of view than the the cameras like that you're of your vision right because i I think Mm -hmm. the same would be the for just the the tap gesture right like you're able to tap are you i'm asking you i guess were you able to tap like with your hand down yeah in your lap uh with that but you couldn't see your hand at the time yeah definitely yeah i had it like almost at my hips like that far like like close to to yeah yeah belly that's interesting uh, that's cool Uh, but I did not like stress test it and be like, what about right. behind my head? What is happening? Like, I, I didn't want to be, be that tester. I, I would like to be invited back on Apple's premises again. So, What if I close my eyes and I look in a completely yeah. different direction and then I tab? Let's see what yeah. it does. Um, but no, I, I think you're right. I think it has cameras facing down and that is not mm-hmm. something you see. Um, mm. But it is. 
it is using yeah. that for where the did you, I mean, it's, it's might be super boring, but naturally, where did you grab it when you put it on? Did you grab it around the metal part, or did you pick it at the the cushiony face interface part? The metal. Okay. Yeah, and then I think as I adjusted, it, I was holding it sort of like in front of hmm. my eye, one of my eyes, and tried to adjust it. Hmm. Um, yeah, so now I've been like, <laughs> I haven't really talked about uh, what what apps were, um, yeah. but then I, I uh, oh, the, the it thing runs after apps. That's I know it cool. runs apps, yeah. Um, the thing that happened after that was like I, I, once I knew how to tap stuff, I got to use um, the Photos app and look at photos. Mm. Um, first, I looked at it in sort of like the overview thing, but I quickly got into like selecting one photo. And then getting did the you scroll sort of around through. or did you just pick a photo from the ones they showed you? I think I scrolled around a little bit. Yeah, I scrolled mm. around a bit before, and I got to know the gesture of how to mm. how to scroll. Um, so that did was that feel as as reliable as the other the scrolling. Yeah, um, it felt as reliable. I think it took me slightly longer to get used to because you put your fingers together first and then pull and let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think scrolling is a gesture you will have done before, right? Like on mm. your phone, you will mm-hmm. have scrolled. So I think that one took me a little bit longer to like put my fingers together first and then let them go mm. at the end. Um, but and you scroll I think, with your hands, right? You're not scrolling with your eyes. No, with my hands. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's something I should probably mention that I didn't get to... I, I didn't... The, the thing, the, the interaction model I tried was eye tracking and hand gestures. I didn't try... Um, voiceover or keyboard input or physical keyboard and Macs and those type of things. And I think some people have mentioned that they heard that you should be able to just hold your hand out and scroll. It sounded like that. Mm. I think yeah. it sounded okay. to me that, yeah, direct interaction if the window's close enough to you is okay. supposedly an option. But I haven't But I don't think I would want of that. to. I don't know if I would want to do that because... You get exo- like you get tired, you get fatigued when you're holding your hands up that much. So mm. I thought it was very nice that I could just have my hand wherever I wanted. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised about the accuracy. I felt like the fine motorics, like is that what it's called? Like the fine motorics, the like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I don't feel like you know often uh, like in other scenarios if I have controllers for a VR headset and I point at something, I feel like. Because I have to point at it, my hand gets tired and I might slip down before selecting something. But this felt like I could like be very precise because it's all happening yeah. through the eyes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's also nice that it is two things, right? With the controller, not even do you have to point at it and then you hit like a trigger or something and you have mm-hmm. to, you know, keep it exactly at that small element yeah. up until the trigger is fully depre- depressed. Well, with your Stepper? eyes, you just look at it and you do a gesture with a different body parts so you don't have this yeah. kind of drifting yeah. yeah that you might have with a controller yeah yeah so then i tried the photos i got to see the 3d videos and the 3d photos as well the like the things that you can currently just take with the with the headset those 3d photos do um, we have a new name does anyone know i feel like life life photos would have been a good name for for what spatial what? Yeah. photos is that actually what they said? <laughs> I'm making, no, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of probably something. Vision I'm photos. Making vision photos. Man, you nailed it. It is spatial photos and spatial videos. Oh, okay. Good job. 
You're, you're now accepted yeah. at Al- Apple's I'm, marketing team. I'm, I'm really <laughs> happy that I nailed that. <laughs> They're also saying Vision Pro is Apple's first 3D camera. Okay. See, I, hmm. I, I do. I feel like there's going to be something else like <laughs> that we can take 3D fo- spatial photos with eventually. It is going to be interesting, though, because on an iPhone, to, I, I assume if you take a spatial, <laughs> spatial photo... They're using the cameras on the on the different ends of the headset to get more of a depth of field mm-hmm. or like a little bit more of a shift, right? So on an iPhone, would you have to put one camera on each end of the f- phone in landscape to get a good enough stereo separation? Yeah. The camera bump will be mm-hmm. a camera bar and they'll just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder oh, if no. you can apply some, some computation to that with cameras that are closer, you know, work some Apple camera magic in there. And uh, have it yeah. come off an iPhone at a shorter distance between the cameras. Yeah, uh, yeah. Camera maybe it, yeah, it might not be as quite as good, but yeah, you can maybe make yeah. it work. Yeah, three D, but, but less three D. Two point nine D, almost there. Yeah. <laughs> so, how do those look? What? What? Yeah, it's a like. It, I knew it was a capture of people and not the actual people being in the room. Um, I would describe it as a colored, as a hologram with colors that's not see-through. <laughs> like a Star Wars hologram, but okay, there's colors to it. Did you have, when you were looking at, say, a 3D video, a 3D photo, how, I'm going to ask a weird question. I'm just interested in this. Like, how, how <laughs> yeah. big was, was the window big enough that the people in the video felt like they were close to life size at what they would yeah. be in the room. So at this point I hadn't tried like changing the size of the windows. Um, I think they were pretty much the size that humans are. <laughs> makes it sound like I've never seen a yeah. human before. Uh, <laughs> it felt like they were life size. Based on what I read in books. <laughs> yeah. No, because that's what I find. Roughly. <laughs> I, I find that very interesting because it's not. I think when we were looking at the Apple's keynote announce, announcement, you know, it it looked like it might just feel like oh, it's a a little size of an index card, kind of like a, a real physical photo would. But like having mm. it be close to life size that probably feels like you're not just watching a recording video but almost like re yeah. to some degree maybe closer to re-experiencing what something that you were you know actually uh, a part of obviously you were you were watching videos that you did not film yourself so it wasn't like reliving you were reliving yeah. someone else's yeah. moment but i think that's yeah. pretty yeah. compelling <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh, that would be family. creepy if they if they had selected <laughs> my family yeah three videos of them. <laughs> Um, no, but I would say it was uh, like real, close to real size. Uh, Did you have? Yeah. A, was it photos or videos or both? It was both. Yeah, there was one. Uh, I think you saw it in the in the keynote as well. Uh, one with um, some a kid's birthday party and then blowing mm-hmm. out the candles, um, and then another one where I was sitting around this campfire. And the campfire was really cool. So it was about like I was sitting around the campfire with some friends. Uh, I did not, not recognize. Your no, I did not recognize them. <laughs> um, and yeah, then uh, that one was cool because the fire was like it was so close to me, so it felt a lot. Th- that's where I started feeling like I was in that moment more than the birthday party because the birthday party felt more like a setup, whereas the the, the campfire was a bit more like someone would have 
taken the photo when they were hanging out with friends and it was very naturally like I was sort of fitting into that moment a bit more. Mm. <laughs> you wouldn't go to a kid's birthday party. <laughs> 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 um, after that, I think after that I got to try safari and also try... When Did open. you also do... You did the sports stuff, right? Yeah, the... that's towards, that was towards the end, yeah. Okay. Before that I got to... Um, I was opening safari and that's that's when I got to see like a lot of text for the first time. Did you pick a web page or did Safari already have a Safari web page? Safari already open? had something opened. Yeah. Hmm. Um and there was this sort of looking like a uh, sort of like a travel blog or something. It was photos and and a lot of text. Uh and the text was so clear. Uh people asked about that before and I'd say it felt like if I would read something on my 4K monitor in front of me like i did not have any type of distortion like you have with text with like i i definitely have that on the oculus one and i think the oculus 2 has some of that as well oh, yeah, if you absolutely. look at it from certain angles it's hard to read and on the oculus one you can definitely see pixels um and it was like this was really good quality i feel like i could sit there and read um like websites for like i didn't feel a limit in terms of like of that it might be more of a comfort thing but i, I also think like yeah. i would use this um as a replacement for for my monitor i wouldn't feel like i need to go take it off and read mm. things on my monitor this you didn't feel really like good. i had to squint to, no, to read it not it's at all just like it was just what what was the based on the perspective it's always hard to tell from like 2d videos what size did it feel like the safari did it feel like it's a safari window on a lap or on on a on a 27 inch laptop or did it f- feel more like you have a huge safari window in your space it wasn't like a huge one like the photos were definitely bigger and i think that makes sense you would want to probably look at them a bit a bit more immersed in that uh i'd say it was bigger than my Twenty-seven. But just inch? like from a, not even just technically, what what size yeah. was the window frame? It felt more from like a, a natural size of displaying. But was it more like a you go to Coco Heads and there's a presentation on a projector type of size? No. Um, or more more personal. More but personal. Large. Yeah, okay. a bit more. So, so yeah. related to that, and maybe another angle of the same question is, and maybe it's different for each app, but like roughly what distance spatial yeah, distance yeah. did these windows feel like they were from i think that one you. that one probably opened at like arm's length okay, okay. Yeah. yeah okay that's much closer than so, i thought so more like mm-hmm. like monitor le- standard yeah, monitor yeah. Like more yeah, or less exactly and i think yeah. that's why i had that sort of comparison that it felt like if i would just read something on my external monitor because it was sort of at the distance of an mm-hmm. external yeah. monitor later on i got to try freeform and that one was further away which makes sense because it's more of a whiteboard replacement so it felt like if you would have a whiteboard it felt very much like what you would expect it to be if there were physical objects um, mm-hmm. Apart from messages, because messages, I always, like, I'm used to having a pretty small window. That one was bigger. It was more like the Safari window, but it felt, again, natural um, if you would have. So if you, like, I, I didn't feel like it was like, whoa, this is way too big. I don't need to see my messages yeah. this large. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you recessed the window, did it just shrink or did it move away and closer to you? I didn't try shrinking, holding it on the edges and move, like actually mm-hmm. making the resize in the window. I did a thing where, and that's that's a thing in general. You, it was very smooth in like how you position 
things in your space and I could move it back and forth in my mm-hmm. space. I moved it on the Z-axis. Sta- Z mm-hmm. um, and then it stayed the same but was further away because mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what I did, right? I moved mm-hmm. it further away from me. Yeah, but then I and then uh, I think at that point I got to start to I was starting to play around with like putting more windows in front of one another and like mm-hmm. what happens if I drag it slightly in front of the other and it had a sort of really subtle really smooth animation and just like moving them to be behind each other. Did Nothing you spawn was more windows or, or did you did you take the ones that were already surrounding you at that point? No, I spar- spawned new. I opened more apps. Um, mm-hmm. So if I look at another place, I can tap the top button again. And then it opens the starboard, and then I can open which app I want to have in that place. And, and then they, I can take that app and move around. Launch, did it launch like in your center, and the apps got pushed to the sides? No, or? no, it launched where I was looking. So I guess if I would have, if I would have looked at the window that was open, I would have, I would expect it to replace that window with starboard. Um, but I didn't do that. What I did was to look at a different space where I knew I wanted to open the win- the next oh, window. And then I clicked uh, the top button and then that opened it right. Opened the starboard right where I was looking and the mm. app was opening and replacing Interesting. the starboard. Do you remember if you were instructed to do that or did you naturally just, you're like, I want a window over there. So you look over there, tap the, th- tap the crown, open the app. I don't remember but i was given like a, 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 i was very free to sort of move things where I, at that state i was free to like move things wherever i wanted i could try mm. like putting them up in the ceiling and like move them around like that or mm. move them further back or like put them in front of the people who were in the room put them behind the people and yeah just <laughs> move a lot of things did that work well putting things in so, front of yeah, people yeah even with like a chair that had armrests i believe it was even like having three different places i could place it i could place it in front of the chair on the cushion level like between the armrest and then behind oh the wait chair so it well. snapped to places no it didn't snap but like as i moved it i could see the chair okay be more and less visible but depending on where how far back i've moved the window mm. yeah there was no snapping like i could move it to things wherever i want i thought that mm. was very cool compared to something like the oculus i know you can move things to some extent where you want but it's always a bit awkward it always feels like there's some rigidness and some limitation of where you can spawn things or how you can move things but there it was like i mean even with apple's multitasking on ipad yeah i always feel yeah. like not not quite that size i want it a little bit different but yeah they all snap to specific yeah yeah now i would be curious to see as well like how the resizing would work i didn't try that but I mean, we've been looking at the SDKs and one thing, and mm. also from the experience, one thing I really like is that windows can be the size they want to be or mm-hmm. the app developers want them to be. And we were talking about that uh, before, Kai, that if you are watching a movie, it's not going to be le- letterboxed. If you're watching mm. a uh, panorama photo, it's not going to have a chrome around it uh, because it doesn't have to fit the size of all the other photos that you've been looking. Everything is just taking the amount of space and the yeah. width mm. that it wants to. And I think that is really cool. Mm. Oh. I do yeah. I do wonder how much that impacts UI design for VisionOS. How much? Because you probably don't want to go completely crazy, right? But it's, it still allows yeah. you to do some things. To to resize things based on what you're trying to present, mm-hmm. rather than being mm-hmm. too constrained by by the physical limitations of a, I mean, on iPhone obviously particularly, but even on iPad and macOS, you're definitely constrained by 
by the dimensions of your screen. Mm -hmm. And you have to design for, you know, you probably want your, your Mac app to work on a 13-inch MacBook Air, even though some people might have a, you know, a 30 yeah plus inch monitor in front of them yeah, yeah well with vision os you don't really have to build for smaller minimum ui sizes it's like everyone yeah, has. but i wonder how it would work if you let's say orbit for example um we have a set amount of days at the top where you mm -hmm. can see five weekdays if you mm -hmm. would scale this up to be like three meters wide would it's Add a lot of white space. I think we probably I mean, have to decide what we want to, to do. Probably similar to our Mac app right scenario. now, right? Yeah. If you have our Mac app and you just keep resizing it, you yeah. just get more empty space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I think don't make wanna... it so big. <laughs> 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 no, but I think from a developer's, so like you, pro we probably want to think a bit about that in terms mm. of like adding more content in those scenarios. If mm. you if you're able to add it to be bigger, um, I, I also wonder if there will be a max window size or. Can't just keep going. I wonder too, uh, because there's a lot. Like, if you have a full screen experience, or sorry, not full screen, a full space experience. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you're watching a movie. You can be at this lakefront, and you can make the screen like 20 meters tall, mm -hmm. and that is possible because you don't see, like, you don't have the limitations of your surrounding because you're already immersed. So the sky's literally the limit in that scenario. <laughs> um, But I wonder if there's a limit in, like, let's say you're actually watching a movie in your room and you don't have any um, any immersive... Um, <laughs> For you, the you peasants have that don't have 20-meter <laughs> yeah, ceilings. Yeah. No, but let's say you have uh, no immersion on. Like, it's just oh. everything is... Yeah. Like, you have pass-through completely on. Will there be a limit? Or could I... I would think so. It would be weird if I could well, make it larger than my mm. ceiling. I mean, what happened that... in a, In general... You were mentioning before about the chair, and this is kind of related. Could you move a window colliding with your wall? Or is it like, no, mm -hmm. the room is the bounds? Because this is related to the question yeah. of mm. how big, what's the maximum size, mm. which might yeah. just be, which would be yeah, sad if sure. you're in a small little room. And the whole point is you want to <laughs> pretend like you have a big you TV. Turn on more merge, yeah. like full immersion, yeah. dial, in, yeah. dial in that lakefront. Yeah. Uh, You know. But I think it just felt like I, one thing I was surprised by is like how much it feels like physical objects. I would not try to put it in the chair. <laughs> like I would feel yeah. like it should either be in front of the chair or behind the chair because <laughs> yeah. that's that, that's what are you doing, dummy? <laughs> why, do you, uh, why do you put the window uh, in your chair and then you're sad? Because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> well, you're supposed to try things. But I guess if, if, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's if a, I would have had like a two-hour demo. <laughs> <laughs> that's why be, you weren't it's, invited it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be just just windows colliding with physical objects and, <laughs> yeah. just, and taking screen grabs of all of them and posting just on my blog can someone bring me more chairs <laughs> testing a headset here how does the um speaking of it, it looking real uh the the frosted glass material oh. effect like I, i i know it looks yeah. cool but also like How how much when you're looking at it does it feel like that looks like physical frosted glass that yeah like does it look like an effect or does it look like a real physical it looks property of yeah no like yeah. it's so good at like yeah. picking up the colors behind it and having the yeah. right hue and the right lighting so it feels like an object in that would fit into the room but I do think that the, there's some I obviously I wouldn't go up and 
push like tap like touch that window and expect it to be a physical object it was something i think the room was a little bit more saturated or there was gotcha. some kind of or desaturated right oh desaturated yeah or there was some kind of shoe uh, not a shoe yeah desaturation uh att- applied to it so it i could differentiate so the the objects yeah yeah the, yeah the windows pop yeah that makes sense because i yeah. think for some of the 3d demos they were showing how oh you know it can detect the lighting of the room and make the the mod the 3d model look like it's lit by the thing but mm-hmm. maybe for the windows it purposely doesn't do that it wants them to mm. yeah look like they're there but not necessarily you don't want it like if you're in a dark room to have your safari window look like it's <laughs> Like it's yeah, a piece of paper to... that in the yeah. dark, you know. Yeah, you don't want to have like an e-ink uh, yeah, safari exactly. window. Yeah, <laughs> just sit there with your headset and the flashlight, so you can still see your windows yeah. in the dark. You could do a hand tracked uh, flash, a virtual flashlight. Yeah. yeah, no, like it looks like a screen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the, but in terms of like the frosted glass ones, it felt like it picked up everything um, around around the frosted glass, and it felt mm. like it, it it did very much respond to the environment, and it looked like if you would have a frosted glass material. But yeah, mm. then there was the saturation difference. So, um, for all the demos that that you got to try, which one was your favorite? Um, it's a it's a good question. Like, it's hard because like the whole experience of all the window apps was really cool and like interacting with objects it didn't really matter which of the apps there were just interacting with them and like having that both experimenting with the gestures and experimenting <laughs> with how things look in the world that was just really cool so mm-hmm. i can't really pick one of the apps it was more so about the experience if you're a developer your one takeaway is it doesn't matter what your app does just put it in a nice <laughs> yeah. it'll look cool just put it on a piece of glass and it will be Mother great will just still pay for it just so she can move it around <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and, and um, I'll, I'll pay for it I think... so i can collide it with physical objects yeah. <laughs> that's where the new swift ui empty view comes in yeah. just Put yeah. that and upload. Yeah. Done. But what I think was really cool about that experience was that it really made me excited about what we... It, it didn't feel like it would be a big curve to, to start building something for this. I felt like the 2D app... Not the 2D apps, but like the window apps fitted so well onto this platform. And it felt like the those are the apps that you should... Like there are the three different apps, right? We have Windows, we have Volumes, we have Full uh, Full Spaces. All three of them fitted really well onto this device. And I was very excited that the Window apps didn't feel like a compromise because they Apple want to allow you to have more apps mm. on day yeah, one. It's not, it's, it felt it's not like the catalyst of no, the headset type no, of thing. No. Catalyst can probably be good and great for certain use cases, yada, yada. But uh, it wasn't like that. Like, I think, and that's something I was slightly concerned about when I heard that, like, you can check this checkbox and then it's available on VisionOS. It's like, yeah, but how much more do I need to do? And there are more things that you can do. I think you can you can use the platform more. But just looking at some of the sessions, actually, like, checking that checkbox gives you an experience that actually fits onto the device. Like, it, it feels like a core way of being in like a spatial computing experience is to interact with those windows mm. window based apps and it is part of the ecosystem and you can use the same apps that you already have on iPad or on Mac or mm. on iOS and they fit right at home on this mm. um and that was super exciting that I feel like we could start bringing orbit and mercury there um I think orbit we don't have many things 
to want to add necessarily. I think it would be really cool to just have Orbit available and it would fit in. Um, and Mercury, we will start with making Mercury a window app and then we can start adding volumes. Maybe it's a snowy day or a rainy day and we have snowflakes dropping down on your table. And like there can be a lot of fun things, but it's not a requirement for it to feel mm. like an app for the platform. Mm. And some apps probably, I mean, your email client or, or I don't know, Slack, mm-hmm. you're probably pretty happy with that being a window app. Yeah. You don't need yeah. it. You know, you don't want fully immersive uh, corporate yeah. communication. It's probably just like, if you have it as a window app and you, you know, that's probably exactly yeah. what you want. Yeah. And I think that goes back to a bit of like what the platform will be used for. I think there are certain immersive experiences and like the dinosaur experience. It's just really cool to see dinosaurs coming into your room. Um, which I haven't really talked about what it does, but uh, like there are a lot of experiences and you can have some like games and those things, but I think in the end, it's not a VR, it's not an Oculus replacement and it's not meant to be a headset like other headsets. It's meant to be this new platform. And I think the, the, the windows actually were, I think that's probably the apps I will use the most on a mm-hmm. daily basis. And it's it's exciting for, for me because yeah. the, I, I was worried we have to spend all summer learning all the Unity and Unity tooling uh, or, or I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. but it, it, we can probably get quite far with uh, bringing our apps yeah. to window yeah. apps and then a little bit of rea- reality kit too and AR kit to get most of what we want to achieve yeah. done. But then I think like there are, I think there is a space a space for like all those different kinds of apps so if you want to build like i mean we were talking about building like a physics puzzle game you can do that too uh so i think i think you can just choose what makes sense for the app that you want to build um but yeah i think um i can go on talking about like all the experiences but i do want to just highlight the the um the dinosaur experience i think the cool thing with that was that you could really see an object like a dinosaur that moves around and the shadows being casted and the light being applied to that as it Mm. moves i think that was a really cool experience because you could really see how it interacts with the with the world around you and so they were in your world were they it wasn't like fully immersive yeah yeah so it's um uh, how they they fit in the room yeah, I'm kind of wondering that. <laughs> I was looking at this wall, and then there was this portal opening up, uh, and it was oh, okay. sort of like prehistorical world, uh, looking like this sort of uh, this volcanic landscape. Then there was this butterfly flying out, and I could stick my finger out uh, to like have it land on it. And then there were like dinosaurs running up, and I was like, okay, that's they. They will probably stick their stick their head, their head out, and then one of them actually like saw where I was sitting and it could track me. And like, if I moved around, it moved its head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was what was like, that looked so special because as it moved, like it actually intimidating special or more like a, that is kind of fun. I mean, I think it wasn't intimidating. I was talking to Jordi about this. You could take a, I could take (laughs) on a dinosaur. I I was talking to Jordi about this and I think uh, uh, like, I know dinosaurs don't exist and it's not like I could have put my hand through the dinosaur if I wanted to and I didn't avoid it because I didn't want to touch a dinosaur. I avoided it because it felt like an object in my space. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I shouldn't touch the dinosaur. It was more like it, it, it's, a, it's a thing in my space and I feel mm. like naturally you shouldn't just uh, walk through it. 
Um, but yeah, the thing but that was cool with that was that you were not cowering in a corner, being terrified of more dinosaurs uh, looking for No, but I at this point I was going walking up and moving around, and I could move closer to the dinosaur. And as I moved closer, it it roared and it, it, <laughs> it did make me jump. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, it, it sounds was like pretty this immersive. is a really good demo experience. Though, do you know if this is like purely something I did for Dub Dub, or it'll likely be on the headsets? I don't know. It was a lot of the things that I experimented experienced were part of the video, the launch video. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I want well, they probably used it for some of the those that sh- the, the shooting of the videos. So mm-hmm. I could imagine. Uh, I mean, as, how did you get like, into the dinosaur cool. experience? Yeah. Was that an app that you opened that then? Yeah, it was an app. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm. could could ship as one of the. Mm. It sounds like that would make it. You know, even in the I think the guest mode or the demo mode, whatever it's called, in mm-hmm. the headset itself, like that could make a really good. Um, way to introduce yeah. someone to uh, what this thing is capable yeah. of yeah yeah definitely i i think like all of those were very like it was very rounded and i felt like it was a really good way of showing it uh, there was also this this one experiment experience where you were like sitting in the sports arena and i think that is also like a use case that's not productivity that i think many people would feel like they want to they want to try um so yeah. i think there were many things that would just be Did good you have three sports did you look at? I listened to some podcast. I think you were talking I about three. I don't think so. I think it was basketball and soccer, if you count that as a sport. Loves <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, and what were these experiences? I I don't know anything about the sports experiences. It was. I I did not feel like I felt like this was a bit more of a traditional way of showing what a fully immersive VR experience can be. So I didn't feel like they were as um special to me because I had experience experimented experienced these type of demos before. The ones sorry, that were sorry, actually my, my my dumb question is is this what video yeah well, like, okay well, yeah, what what yeah. actually it, what so it is was it? basically like uh, videos that's been shot with 3d cameras ah okay yeah and it was a different type of uh, different sort of snippets of things first um you start out in the studio and i feel bad i don't re- I, I didn't even know who the singer was uh but i think it's a famous singer uh, and you're watching <laughs> her sing in in her in her recording studio and the whole band and then after that you and get that to was this... fully immersive like there was like you could look in any direction type of thing or was um, it a video that was playing in front of you it was no that was fully like that was as i said i was filled with a film with a 3d camera so it was pretty much everything around me but when i looked down there were those uh it was like I was standing in a black void. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the floor. But you, you didn't and see I think your that room might have been, No, I didn't see the room. And I think that's why okay. I felt like it wasn't as... It didn't show... It, it wasn't as special as the other experiences. Because the other experiences were so cool when it was part of my room. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was more me being in this in this world. Uh, or in this video, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also didn't feel like I could interact with them with things in the same way. Mm-hmm. Was the basketball game fun? Like... Is that a thing? Basketball, would I think ra- definitely. I think that would be really cool to be able to have like courtside tickets. And watch. would you would you prefer watching a game that like I mean obviously you had five seconds or something of of a snippet, but it seemed like something you would rather watch that way than on a flat TV. <laughs> I think if I was a bit more 
into basketball. I mean, yes. th- yeah, of course. Uh, we're, so well, it's like it's I'm not going to force like, you to watch the thing you don't want to see. But if no. you, if it's a game you want to see, what mm-hmm. would be your? Would you prefer this type of I would way watch of this watching? Way. Yeah. Yes. The okay. rare basketball games I watch, I would watch this way. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to force you to watch all all 84 <laughs> basketball games this season in the thing because you said once it was kind of cool. Um, yeah. No, I think this would definitely be the way I would watch them. Right. Yeah. And then they pried that the headset off your hands. You were trying uh, to hold on to it. Like, I mean, nope, they, they tackled over. me down once I once I got halfway through <laughs> campus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you stole the golf cart. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know how fast these can go. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was it was really cool. I think it's it's always hard to like know what this experience will be like especially when it's about interactions until you have tried it on and i was very pleasantly surprised that like i could uh, th- that the interaction model was so smooth and that it felt so natural and i think kai when um when we were sitting in the keynote you were we were looking at each other when we knew the price and we're like ah oh, maybe we should get one like it's a bit more expensive than we expected and then i think once i came back from this uh, and we talked about it i was like we're getting two because <laughs> yes it was it was really cool um and i think you need four <laughs> you need you need your day headset and your night yeah. headset for each of you <laughs> um yeah, but then I also think like I, I'm just so excited to see that the apps feels like apps for and for this platform rather than feeling yeah. like they are they are there because you want to have more apps on day one. Like no, it it really felt like this is the the window apps and all those different t- type of apps is how this headset should be used and like a, a perfect experience for it. Um, very good. Yeah, so very cool. And now it's boring to look at things in two D. <laughs> or even that in the real world, the real world right? You know, the, uh... I, yeah, I mean, in the real world, I think it in, might in... be. I, I wonder how comfortable it will be to eat while wearing this. So that's a benefit of like the real world. Uh... There's, there's straws. You mean, you mean, you mean, you mean the reality versus reality pro? <laughs> the one benefit of the real world is eating is is pretty comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The rest kind of sucks, but eating pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know how. I've, I'm I'm curious to see how comfortable it is after wearing it for eight hours. Um, I really don't know. It's hard hard to say. It was comfortable <laughs> you're, doing you're, those. You're going straight for eight hours on your first uh, <laughs> on, after the first unboxing. <laughs> no, but I mean, there will be sort of like obviously. I won't be wearing this for everything, but I do think there's a lot of, like, if I can hook this up to, like, I can use Xcode, I can use all the apps that I like, um, and I can place them wherever I want around me, then I'll I'll definitely want to use it as, like, a machine that I'm working from. But uh, this, this, there's benefit of reality, too. <laughs> That's, I think you nailed your review right there. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Right. Any other any other questions? Last chance. Um. I mean, no? that's a benefit. Uh. I mean, especially Adam and I already had like yeah. uh, an approximate ten thousand hours of asking you all the questions we could think <laughs> of. Yeah. But yeah. That's that's very fun. Hmm.
But even just your review of saying that most of the things you've experienced looked at least as good as it, they looked in the State of the Union and the sessions, mm -hmm. if not better. Mm -hmm. I think that is, you know, you never know. Yeah. Apple Apple's not going to show things that don't work well in the demos. And, you know, I think we've all <laughs> had that experience with a new API and we're like, man, that looks amazing. And then we use it and we're like, oh, but it kind of misses three parts. <laughs> you never know until, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but you having the experience and yeah. being able to vouch for at least the things you've seen yeah. being, being super... Thing, like, I know this was a demo, but I think this is showcasing what Apple wants it to be like. Um, I don't know what the status of the rest of the system or the rest of the apps, but I think I mean, it's this still is nine definitely of probably dumpster yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this is definitely what they're aiming, like what they want it to be, and this huh. felt really cool and very mm. polished and so smooth to interact mm. with. And I, so I really, I, I, yeah, I'm very optimistic yeah. about it. Yeah, especially the core. You know, the core things are there, like mm -hmm. moving things around, eye tracking, hand interactions, like all the other things are built on top of those, but that the foundations are there and feeling solid, at least again, in your demo environment. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's, uh, that alone, I'm already excited to try out. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try it out again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's transition into uh, bet your life savings recap. <laughs> you mean losing your life savings recap i think we all came out ahead if you if you if if life savings are additive and not multiplicative <laughs> um in which case if once you go to zero you have no life savings uh yeah, but assuming, say, assuming we're sure looking Mon at the total <laughs> i'm pretty sure Mon and i immediately lost went to zero when we said controllers no no we're and... calibrating it to like whatever your life saving is and you call that x Okay. You know, you either add or subtract X. So we could have you gone get... into terrible debt. That's what. Yes, you're... yes, yes, yes. You could have lost like ten times your. But I think you'll. I think you'll. I think we'll come out ahead. I didn't actually like add it up, like who won or whatever. But uh... all right, I like that interpretation. <laughs> yeah, maybe, um, maybe I should also go when everyone else. So last week, or la was it last week? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? It was a long many weeks ago. Um, during our prediction episode, we did a lot of. Uh, things where we'd ask each other a question and we had to make predictions and we were betting our life savings on each one. These are roughly in the order of the episode, but I kind of shuffled them around a little bit sometimes when it made sense. So the first question was, will hand controllers be announced? And Zach simply said no, which was correct. <laughs> um, I said, my answer is no. I think, I think I'm not saying that this will not exist in the future, but I don't think Apple has it in them to understand the needs of gaming, blah, blah, blah. Um, although That's I'm going to amend my, yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm going to change even more. I, I think it's not going to come in the future either. I don't think it's going to ever come, but, um, <laughs> Kai said, and I quote, yes, I, 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 I don't think we have to quote here. I think we can. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. I commit my life savings to it. There will be controllers. <laughs> <laughs> and Malin said I, I, I think they will was taken out yes. of context. <laughs> they will, comma, yes. They will definitely show it. <laughs> so uh, uh good job. You guys have already lost all your money. Where yeah, yeah. Zach and I can retire. Uh the next one question I asked whether we thought this this is a real specific thing, but whether existing iPad apps will run by default without any recompilation or mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. um, I have to pick the right order for the most dramatic effect. Um, Malin said, yes, it will be available just out of the box. Mm -hmm. Zach said, no, I said, um, yeah, I say my answer is also yes. 
Uh, I th- oh, I said I thought it was a bad idea, but that I thought they would do it. Um, <laughs> Kai said uh, the same thing. He agreed. I don't think you'll have to recompile it. I do think there will be certain requirements, for example, stage man- manager support, like resizable mm-hmm. window support. Um, I'm going to come back to that in a second. And Malin said, yes. Uh, no, Zach said, I agree with Kai. <laughs> I think, though, what Kai said is actually not true from what I've heard in mm-hmm. the, the slacks. I think we learned that um, iPad apps as is will actually just run as full screen iPad size things. And I, so full screen mm-hmm. iPad apps will run. And in fact, any anything you've done to adapt to different sizes other than landscape and portrait is actually kind of meaningless. That's, is that correct? Did I understand that right? I, I, I wasn't really so. sure. I was hoping you would have a, a good someone, answer for I mean, this. I, I because... believe it, in one of the slacks, someone said that, and I think somewhere mm-hmm. else I read that too. I just want to make sure I didn't misunderstand. And is there anything, because I, I know in order for it to be, um, for the UI to adapt to Vision OS, um, there is a checkbox if you want to actually make it look and feel mm-hmm. right on the platform. Um, one of the sessions showed an example of you just running the iPad, direct, iPad app directly. Is there any type of opt-in for that in App Store Connect? Do we know anything about that? It seems like it's opt-out, just like uh, yeah. running on the Mac okay. these okay. days. Um, but I did want to say it's actually uh, s- surprising that we, we none of us picked up on it at the time, but state, with Stage Manager, you can actually run apps that don't aren't optimized for multiple uh, screen sizes. They just run at the normal aspect ratio and can be scaled down slightly. Mm. Um, so I should have picked up on that at the time. I, I didn't, I, yeah, uh, I didn't know that. Or maybe I did. Yeah, I forgot. So That's any, a good point. Any app, um, completely unoptimized apps included, can be run in Stage Manager. And so it does actually make sense that it would be the same in Vision OS. So we were all right, though, but just different nuances of, of our answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one. We've already kind of covered this. Um, XROS being the name of... The OS, Kai said yes. Malin said yes. I think that will be the name. I actually didn't what? say I said anything. Yes. yes. You you, really? you, had, you you said a bunch of, you know, blah, 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 blah. You don't like this or that. But then you ultimately went to yes, I think that will be the name. That's a quote. I'm quoting okay. you. Huh. Um, Zach, however, said very confident no, only because I hate it. <laughs> and so you were correct to say no yeah. and you correctly hated it also so good job Take that life savings yeah yeah <laughs> speaking of naming stuff we also talked about reality pro being the name of the headset um let's see we all basically said no kai um, he thought it sounded weird. Malin just said no. Zach said, um, how could it be pro without a non-pro? Um, and also <laughs> said, I-, I bet the word reality is not in the name either, which, you know, good job on that. That was true. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I said no also. So we're all, we're all making a lot of money right now. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Finally. Uh, Kai <laughs> asked the question... Do we think the headset price will be over or under seventeen hundred US dollars? We'll start with Malin. She said, "I think it will be higher, but not by much. I think it could be eighteen hundred. I don't think it'll be three thousand, as the rumors suggest." Well, you're, you're right. Well, it, it was not three thousand, like the rumors suggest. Yeah. 
Zach said over. I think even if they don't get their full usual 37% margin, I expect they'll want some margin. So my guess is what Mullen said around 1800 to 2000 <laughs> And then you mentioned how terrifying that would be in Australian dollars, which is kind of always the case <laughs> for Apple stuff. I simply said higher. Um, so the three of us got it right. Kai, however, I don't even know what he was thinking, said... <laughs> I think it will be under 3000 I think 2000 will be the likely price. But just to not have all of us agree, I will say 1699 <laughs> which is uh, a good extremely way to deal with savings. Like, yes, you, you, like, that's half of what it costs. I, I was talking about one eye. Yeah, yeah. You all talked about two eyes? That's silly. I asked you whether, I thought, whether you thought the headset price would be announced at WWDC. Kai said yes, because otherwise what is, that's all everyone's going to talk about. Mullen and Zach, however, said no. And I said yes. So it was split. Mm. Mm. I then asked... Take that, losers. Um, <laughs> related to this, <laughs> would the headset be released in 2023? And you three all correctly said no. I thought it mm-hmm. would be released in 2023, so I was very wrong and very shocked. <laughs> um, we asked, it, would the headset be the last thing they announced at the keynote? Um, we all said yes. I, Malin, I couldn't read a definitive answer. You kind of just said you thought they could go... Either way, and you weren't sure. I think Maybe I said yes. In your heart, you said yes? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, next, we were predicting the name of Mac OS. Oh, um, yeah. I said I thought it would be Del Mar because I wanted to pick something related to San Diego. Malin <laughs> wanted to do the same, but she likes Encinitas, so she said she thought that <laughs> sounded really cool. <laughs> Zach, what is your favorite place I've been to? In the last- <laughs> yes, M- Mama didn't realize I wasn't asking like what's a place in California you like. It was you know what do you think it'd be named? Uh, Zach thought Mammoth would be the best name. Now, Kai, I'm going to read your quote. It's very oh. interesting. I do like both Sonoma and Sequoia. I like Sequoia. I think Sequoia is a nice name. It sounds nice. Let's go with that. So you were so close. You had it within your grasp. Uh, I I feel like you should get half a life savings for that, or maybe we should just break even on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. I was just like, you know. Did you remember that you had said that when it was announced? I I remember how close I was, yes. I did actually have someone come up to me during WWDC and saying, first of all, how did you get so close? And also, man, that was so close and you still missed. Uh, Next, we decide to make bold predictions. This is something where we had to just predict something, but it had to be something we all agreed was kind of something that wasn't obvious. Um, Kai's prediction was, uh, my bold prediction is that this will be the year of third-party watch faces. Mm. Uh, uh, I said that? Wait, no, I think yes. I said that. No, Zach did said I, that. Did I mix it up? Yeah. yeah. Okay, then swap Kai and Zach. Kai, did you say, I think the headset will be 1000 bucks and all four of us will get one? Oh, no, that was also Zach. <laughs> that was also Zach. <laughs> you should have kept the first one, Kai. <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> Malin said, I think you will be able to register for dev kits on the week of WWDC, mm-hmm. which is adjacent to the truth, but not the actual truth. Yeah, no, no, no. And I boldly predicted, I predict that the word reality will not appear in the product name of Apple's headset in any way, shape, or form. 
Well done. Applause, please. Boom. Although we all yeah. hated reality, but uh, and the thing is, I actually thought it was going to be named uh, Reality OS, but this was my bold <laughs> prediction to be contrary. So sometimes boldness uh, pays off. Did that work? Yeah. It yes. It, yes. It did. I, was, nice. I didn't know what to do with that. Uh, <laughs> We asked, would attendees, like people who attended the WWC, get to wear mm-hmm. the device? Uh, Kai, I couldn't find an answer from you. Marlon said, yeah, I think I there said, will be... I, I remember yeah. what I said. Okay, I said, you say? Marlon will try it on, but most of us <laughs> won't. I'm pretty Wrong. sure that's what I said. <laughs> Marlon said, yeah, I think there will be a hands-on, which is true for her, but not in the general way we meant. meant. And Zach and well, I both I, said, uh, yes. So we were all kind of wrong. Mullen mm. was the least wrong. Mm. Mm. You know, give you half-life savings. <laughs> Thank you. We asked about the headset color, which now in retrospect made no sense. Um, <laughs> I said silver. Mullen said silver. Zach said white. I said silver. I guess there was. You, the, it's it's it, definitely silver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but it's like 10% of it is silver. Like if you, it's everything that isn't the front screen, the face cushion and the strap is this little bit of, of silver. Even the inside where your eyes yeah. go isn't silver. So I'm but not I'd saying say you're the wrong. The face cushion being gray, gray is silver. Like if you would paint silver and you don't have a silver color, you pick gray. So I would say it's gray. I would say it's silver. I think we did. We already talked about this. I can, this, sounds, about this. this sounds like a familiar, yeah. familiar <laughs> familiarly wrong argument that I seem to have already uh, made. But I, I would say, you know, if you if you talk about a MacBook color, you're not saying well, technically the Apple is black and the keyboard is black. If you get a, you know, the the silver MacBook, you talk about not the port color or any of the. You, you think of like the the main part of the device. Mm-hmm. And but I would what's say, the main? But what's the main part of? The, I could argue the front screen is the main part of the device. It's like saying, "Is the what color is the iPhone 4? Oh, it's it's silver because of the, uh, yeah, the but metal band the, around it. You actually make a good uh, argument. No, uh, the iPhone 4 is black. If you it's, talk about the iPhone 14 Pro, you talk I say about 14. The, I said four. Yeah, but yeah. I'm talking 14. We're, we're jumping <laughs> to, but, but, but <laughs> that's not. You can't make your. My point, you can't argue against my point using a different <laughs> yes, iPhone. because we're talking about right now. If you, if you buy an iPhone 14 Pro right now, you pick a color, and that is the, the, the color of the band. You're not picking an iPhone 14 Pro color based on the screen being black when it's off. I would but honestly I- compare it to the Apple Watch. I think that's what we should do. Yeah, because- I mean, all, all of Apple's devices are sold by the, uh, their mobile devices by the color of the, the ring, the rim. Right, mm. the the, the iPhone it's just 14 Pro because is a. All their other devices are are rectangular slabs of of one form or another, and so you could say, well, all part of the slab that isn't the screen. What color is it? But the headset is. It's even more than that, right? It is. It's there's first of all there's screens on both inside and outside, and then the strap. Like in terms of just visual space, the strap is half of the device as far that's as like exactly what it looks like, the, like. That's exactly or, like the watch, though. The band takes up is probably not, more than half. Yeah, but but, of the but, the, but the band isn't the watch. <laughs> I, I think silver is is okay. Like you're thinking there about is, it, it's like there, there what, is no could color. they change to offer color options in the future? They can't change I the would, black yeah. screen on the front. Like 
well, yeah. presumably, I mean, you, you could dye yeah. it, but that's not likely. If they came out with a pink version of this, I assume yeah. they would change the color of the, is it aluminium yeah. or whatever it is on the side there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to accept that it's not white and that it, it, it is gray. Yeah. Um, I would say if we, if we would get a... Um, but gray is not silver. Gray or silver. If we would get a no, space black one... I would use one. them interchangeably, <laughs> though. Like Apple. Yeah, I, I would say if we get a space black one, we all can imagine what that would look like, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah. the what's currently the aluminum uh, would be the, the what we think of a space black iPhone color, and then the, the entire strap around it would kind of match that that color mm. theme. But if Apple would sell this, they would sell this. If there would be two colors, they would call this the silver and call the other one the space black or the starlight or whatever. They would use the the the, the metal as the the, the part where they that they use for the color description. See, I'm assuming that they wouldn't change the strap color. Anyways, I respect you as friends, but I don't respect your opinion on this. Let's move on. <laughs> when we were talking about the headset color, it naturally led to the talk of like, well, what about the front screen? And at the time, uh, you know, I mentioned, hey, there's these rumors saying that the front part will actually be a screen. And here's what we had to say about this. Um, Kai just said no, considering how many constraints they already have on size, battery, life, price, etc. I don't think so. I said, I think they should not do this, but the rumor keeps coming back. Malin said, no, that feels very tacky. And Zach said, that's haunted house material right there. <laughs> I stand by it. In terms of creepiness. <laughs> the thing is that I, I think it is just from the perspective of like, the device not blocking you out i feel like it is i think it's important for that aspect of the device and not just because people should be able to see your eyes but i think it's more about if someone comes into a room and i can see them it's good it's nice for them to be able to see that i see them yeah. it's not necessarily that it looks like me or that, that it looks like i'm uh, i'm wearing something see-through i think it's more of an indicator so i see why they would want it the reason I said it will be tacky is because I imagine being like emoji eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This isn't tacky. Yeah. I also imagine. Yeah, I imagine either emoji eyes or I imagine that the screen would like it would be on the surface of the of the screen. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah, me too. I did not expect that their intended effect, whether it's effective or not, we'll see. But the intended effect is. It really is supposed to look as if it is a clear piece of glass that the observer is mm. seeing your eyes through, like you know, like as if it was just a, some dark tinted goggles. Which, if mm. I had thought about it that way, I'd still say at the time I probably would have thought, why still, why are they bothering? But I, it, it's definitely a a, a be, much better implementation than at least what I was imagining. I think probably and sounds like the same for all of us. That it is an AR device. We, I think we all thought of it as a VR device. Now mm. that Apple's very much pushing the ar side i do think the eyes make more sense and also the engineering of like depending on where the person that you're it's looking mm-hmm. at you they see a different angle it's very impressive. Yeah, of the screen right it's not it's not a flat screen it's a curved lenticular display yes that, i believe that's what it's called yeah so that you actually get a correct view of the eyes depending on your viewing angle rather than than seeing just a flat thing but Apple, if you ever get tired of the eyesight trademark for this feature, the haunted house mode is available for, <laughs> up for grabs, and I think Zach would license that to you for you know it's more accurate, perhaps maybe for three thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. 
<laughs> Finally, we wasted a ridiculous amount of time <laughs> making band predictions because we were so certain that there, there were going to be bands. In fact, even when we were at the event, um, I, won't, I won't embarrass Kai with his continued double downing on wrong predictions, but he was extra convinced there was definitely going to be a band there due to the, the way the, uh, the stage had a certain lighting rig and speakers, which uh, I was a little more skeptical. Um, but anyway, uh, Kai thought it was going to be Blink-182, Malin thought Green Day, Zach thought Lord, and I didn't really know. I kept saying different bands, but I think the last one I said was U2. So mm-hmm. we were all yeah we were all fundamentally From- wrong <laughs> and also you- just to to not only drag kai into that i think i was the one putting that in his mind i was like look yeah. the stage looks like something they would use for a band and then we sort of uh, it is it was a little bit were- of a, a, a weak lighting rig for a real band like if, if you see like how real bands have <laughs> lighting rigs. yeah but but the presence of a lighting rig was surprising considering there was midday in california in june mm-hmm. And also the speaker arrays they used. First of all, they were... I, For everything I liked about WWC, I do think the speakers were a little bit too loud. Yeah, um, I feel the same, but I, wanna, I really? sound like... I sound yeah. like... Uh, uh, complaining neighbor, but I was <laughs> like, oh, it's a bit loud, maybe we can turn it down. There but I, I thought it was uncomfortable. I was... I was, really? I, was wow. I would have taken this down a notch or two. I do actually think towards the end of the... Or the State of the Union was quieter. So I, I don't think we were the only ones feeling slightly mm. uncomfortable. It definitely seemed less loud. And that was another thing where I thought maybe they got like concert-type speakers rather mm-hmm. than uh, what, what they had last year. Yeah, I think they should have a band next year. So Apple, if you're listening, uh, we're going to predict bands each and every time <laughs> until you actually you know come up with them. Maybe we should change the segment. We're, we're going to suggest them bands that they could pick from uh, rather yes, than it being yes, a prediction yes. because then we can't be wrong we're just giving you know useful advice of of <laughs> musical uh, performer selection funny thing i don't even think it make it into episode but after recording we sort of went in and looked at like when bands are touring and we talked to other people about this and they were like on meetups people kept on giving suggestions and we're like okay we wonder where they are oh they're actually in california the day before maybe they will be here um so yeah we we were very uh, we very much expected we had fun <laughs> yes yes and finally i uh i think that was all the official questions but i picked out other various quotes where people said things <laughs> that were either very right or very wrong uh that i just thought were interesting um let's see Zach, we were talking about the uh, the dev kit, the SDK, and you said you were interested in what their approach was going to be. And then you said, like, it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't in the first few betas or if it wasn't in anything till September. It definitely, you nailed it on the first few betas. That was, uh, you should have yeah. stopped, but you were basically saying it's an or. You know, you didn't change uh, your mind. True, you true. said, you know, but uh, that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Malin, you said, we, this is in regards to the headset and buying it. You said, uh, I think you'll be able to order one with a eye prescription, um, mm-hmm. which is half right. I mean, you don't, you're not ordering it with a built-in prescription in the lenses, but there mm-hmm. are add-on mm-hmm. lenses that can be uh, added. They had to accommodate those of us with uh, eyesight problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malin, 
also, this is related to just things when we were predicting things or things we we're hoping for. You okay. mentioned Swift Data again because you mention it yeah. every year. But yep. this time, uh, not only was it right, but the name was right because I even kind of questioned the name. Do you think it's going to be called Swift Data? And yeah. they went for the, in this case, they went for the most uh, obvious thing. They listened to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oh, uh, but you did mention, yeah, you did, you did mention though specifically that you refused to bet your life savings on this on Swift Data, so you missed oh, out on I? opportunity. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Swift Data is something we've talked about for so many years. I know, so. I know, but maybe I was a bit like, well, I betted my life savings all other years this year, like hold back. But no, We're- I think it was about time. I'm excited to see that. Yep, me too. Related to Swift Data, this is something I kind of wanted to correct because I think. I kind of misspoke or we all kind of got it wrong, I think. We were talking about Swift data and what it is and like, oh, is it going to be a persistence? Is it going to be syncing? And then we even talked about like, is Apple, maybe they'll add like collaboration built into mm-hmm. it as like one of the things. And, and Kai mentioned a, a set of private APIs that he found called Coherence, which seems to do this. The one thing I forgot to mention is that... Apple already has APIs for this. Part of the part of the SharePlace stuff, mm-hmm. uh, they have this framework called Group Activities, which literally mm-hmm. is for apps to support live collaborations. It's a little mm-hmm. lightweight. It's mm-hmm. not like it's maybe exactly what we thought. But uh, just in case uh, I yep. temporarily had forgotten that that actually exists, I, I know it's not maybe exactly what we were talking about, but I just want to correct that in case anyone didn't realize that... If you want to do a live collaboration app, you can do so today without Swift data. Um, and finally, Kai, one of the things you were looking for specifically regarding Xcode improvements was uh, improvements for finding Swift UI view mm-hmm. modifiers. You said, I think those kinds of things would be such a huge quality of life improvement if they would just group them in the same way in autocomplete. I think autocomplete was definitely not built with Swift UI in mind. And I think this will be a good year to rebuild autocomplete with Swift UI and the way we're writing the declarative code. And that is exactly what they did, uh, yeah. which was very cool. And it was, I was, when I was reading your quote, I was like, that's, that's like, it's, you were very specific <laughs> about what you wanted and that's exactly what they did seemingly. So yeah. good job on that. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, good job f- for them because <laughs> <laughs> this is actually really nice. I, I, I'm using Xcode 15 for almost everything already. Mm. And it is a huge, not just in that regard, it is, it seems to be shaping into a really, really good Xcode. Yeah. I think. Mm. I also think another Xcode thing, oh, two things. One is, um, Debugging widgets, widget timelines mm-hmm. seems mm, yeah, really, yeah. really. Uh, th- that's that's great. Like that's been very awkward to use before, um, and all of the I think just all the work on Vision OS. Like it's great to see that everything. Like they have simulators that are actually having different spaces, different lighting, mm-hmm. and I think that will be really making it. Mm much and nicer to build for so many LLDB improvements uh like you know the p and po and uh, to print out objects mm-hmm. is much 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 improved you can actually debug async await stuff now reliably mm. uh which was quite a pain where because everything was always not accessible if you're if you're in any of those kind of suspended states while while hmm. having a breakpoint so all Speaking of that of seems debugging, to work now. debug printing like debug printer the console is much mm-hmm. nicer. Like it actually mm-hmm. highlights what is printed by the system and what is printed by you, mm-hmm. and that just mm-hmm. makes it so readable. I had one more. I don't. It's not a quote, but one thing I was pretty that, that I thought 
I, I got pretty close that Apple would uh, try to make a argument about, think about how much you're paying for your display and how much yeah. you're paying oh, for your audio right. system. <laughs> and that was pretty much exactly what they said. So the predictable. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good way of, good way of putting it. I think it is a computer, uh, but when they Although started I, I mentioning bet you, Q, I, I bet you could find a good version of all those things and it would still be less than 3,500 if you, yeah. <laughs> but also it's a one person solution, one person at a time solution yeah. anyway. That is true. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you true. still need a Mac <laughs> to do your work, then this is additive. Yeah. This isn't yeah. instead of, and we will get yeah. there. Yeah. And I think it's probably, it probably holds more water in, in five years. Um, but I don't know about you at the moment. I'm not going to be <laughs> sitting in a living room with someone else wearing each of us wearing these trying to watch a movie i think that would be pretty we'll try it <laughs> we'll try but i mean imagine if you're a family of four that gets, that's gets 24 grand strapped to your head linearly <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah here's a here's a question speaking of price I want to. I want to know what what price you think this product should eventually be. Like, what what is the target price for like the marketing? Basically, keeping in mind, like, is this sort of a computer? Is this sort of an iPad, except with multiple windows? Is it something new? Like, wh- where it fits in the lineup? We know how much iPads cost. We know how much iPhones cost. We know how much Macs cost. Assuming mm-hmm. Apple's normal pricing strategies and and normal markups and things, uh, what price do you think this should be? Like internally, if Apple was saying what what price they wish it was, what what do you think is the right price point? For this? I mean, we don't actually also there are still a bunch of questions about the device. Didn't it on, at the keynote or on the website say starting at three uh, three thousand four hundred ninety nine? I think so. So we also don't really know what starting at means. Is that mm-hmm. just they it will have come, different it storage come with, It doesn't come with a strap. Yeah, it's it's, it's like the uh, the wheels on the Mac Pro yeah, or the, the stand band on the, yeah. the yeah. Mac. Yeah. I wonder if it's the prescription lenses. For yeah, most could, of it. but it could be yeah. prescription lenses. Mm. Yeah. How much are they? 100, 200, yeah. 300, 500? I don't know. How um, much could it be? It could be storage. Will it come with? Yeah. You know, Storage would certainly have to be an option. Yeah, you right? think it will I mean, actually be different different options for storage? I mean, that's what they tend to do. Because it why not? Like you can charge of... insane margins and there's always going to be someone who pays it. So, yeah. yeah. I you don't have storage capacity, different storage capacity on the watch. Well, they the, don't this is the, the farthest from the from thing yeah. from the watch. But I don't think people <laughs> are storing the TV. many files yeah, on, the, on the watch. Yeah, the TV one's pretty stupid, but I guess people pay for the expensive one, yeah. so... So, and one other thing related to pricing is also what we did get right is it is actually cheaper than a Pro Display XDR with a stand. This <laughs> just reminded that? me again of how incredibly expensive. Wait, how a much pro is a Pro? How much is a Pro Display with a stand? It's four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, and then a thousand dollars stand. Uh, and, that's, and and that's and that is uh, U.S. dollars. So. A Pro Display XDR with a stand is five thousand, and that's not the nano coated. That's just a this, base. No, that's just a regular. Yeah, the that's one five thousand nine hundred ninety-eight. So you can almost get uh, two uh, Vision Pros for the price of one. Yeah, like now it sounds like a bargain. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, with- and the Pro Display doesn't have a camera and doesn't have a have a speaker. So, so where where should this land? Um, I think if. Where Apple is positioning this, it is a more like a computer than than uh you know. It's definitely, I would think at the moment it's probably positioned between a iPad Pro 
the top of the line iPad Pro and and you know the Pro Max mm-hmm. from like where people will use it for for or what use cases people will use it for. Uh, I thought it would. I didn't. I didn't expect it to be positioned there, but I think price-wise, it would make sense if it lands closer to a, a kind of that that realm. I don't think it's completely how much unreasonable. Is that? Uh, how much is the top of the line iPad Pro? Two thousand ish dollars. Two thousand two hundred. I would think. Hmm. I was just going to say two thousand two hundred, but for I was I was coming from a different angle, which is I roughly looked up how much an M two mac mini is and mm-hmm. an apple cinema display i was kind of mm-hmm. thinking like mm-hmm. the computing power plus like a really good big screen to give you kind of some degree of multi-window experience like what assuming that the headset provides the same level of you know computing mm-hmm. power and experience mm-hmm. so same same price but it's hard right because it yeah. is really like i i assuming that the things that i want to run run the thing I in a heartbeat, if it would be the same price, take the Vision Pro over, uh, you know, Mac Mini and and one studio display. It it sounds from everything that yeah. I've heard and Malin talking about, it is a way better experience to have infinite displays in any direction. <laughs> a display just not being a thing anymore that you have to worry about, and more of a yeah. thing that you can spawn at any point in time wherever you want. And yeah. can also go between, I want to have 10 of those, or I want to have one that kind of covers my entire world. That is, yeah. you know, and kind I of think hard the to do that with the studio display. comes down to is the comfort. Uh, is this something that you, will you not need a studio display for other mm. things, or will you still want to have both? Mm. Um, but I do think w- what it should, like, what it should be able to replace seems like I would think about like 2,500, like a middle, middle of the line MacBook makes sense to me like it just middle seems of the line macbook pro macbook pro yeah that just seems like a reasonable price to me but it does it still does some things way better than that right yeah yeah definitely that's, but I that's think... what's hard about the question is that it's you mentioned like the experience being so good but that's something that's really hard to put a value on it when it's a brand yeah. new type of experience mm-hmm. that we don't have anything mm-hmm. to compare it to we we can't say like oh there's this other thing that provides that experience and that's that should cost this amount mm-hmm. you know it's Depends on how you feel about it. But I I would me, envision it to rather replace my MacBook. Like I, I, I think where, where Apple wants to go is just rather replacing your MacBook rather than your watch, right? Yeah. It's not really it it definitely yeah, yeah. tries yeah. to compete with, with a computer, not with any of the other devices. Mm-hmm. So I think oh, TV. Yeah, but that's that's more of a you know, it's not that's more of an add-on. It's not an no. Apple T V box no, competitor. No, no, it is I very agree. much competing against all their displays they have and their computers rather than mm-hmm. like the closest you know uh relative in in the product lineup is a mac plus plus a nice display mm-hmm. so i see where adam is coming from but at the same time i do think it does at least from a from a hardware perspective it seems to do the the display thing way 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 way, way better Mm-hmm. In in a very unique way that you can do with a display, yeah. and now it's more about does the can can it do the things that I want my computer to do? And I think mm-hmm. that's where we're not quite there yet, right? As long as we're not having Visual as native Xcode, it's just where I spent mm-hmm. like a large percentage of my my day is having Xcode open. Yeah, yeah. So I think but this it, device, 
unlike all their other devices that I kind of feel like slot in a certain thing. Like I know I know a lot of people want the iPad to take over the Mac. I actually think the Mac has a, a purpose and the iPad has a purpose and the iPhone has a purpose. It, it may it may still be ten years away, but this kind of thing you could see this actually being the thing that does replace mm-hmm. all those things. Like assuming that they you know make the OS as you know can, as powerful as it needs to be to do it. But I mean, at a certain point, if everything you do on the Mac you could do on this, and everything you do on the iPad you could do on this, and assuming eventually the comfort and the battery life and the price uh, start to make a little more sense, like this probably would be the thing you'd prefer. To, to do all those things because yeah, I think there's two there's I guess the only advantage yeah it's something like an iPad is that it's just on the table and you can pick it up real quick and mm. look something up but but if you're no. if you get to a point where you're already wearing it anyways that doesn't really matter I, I also do think some of the things that we talked about that didn't happen I would not be surprised if there will be a better story of you know using like a drawing don't tablet. say game controllers <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's un- unlikely that some of the things that we talked about might come in Vision OS 2, 3, 4. Like some of the drawing on your table type of thing mm-hmm. to, to make that a drawing surface. I don't think that's that, completely... That is another thing that makes it harder to predict. I'm curious how what the price difference will be and how much of a leap it will be between the, the first generation headsets. Um, because I think if a new Vision Pro comes out and it's significantly better, which I can imagine, like in the beginning now, we'll have quite incre- quite big changes uh, from version to version. I, I think one part of it, it is noticeable that Apple said it integrates with the Mac. It does not integrate with your iPad or your mm-hmm. phone or your watch, mm-hmm. right? It is. Mm-hmm. Apple seems to be aware that this does a lot of the things that those devices do out of the box. There's yeah. no yeah. iPad compatibility mode where you use your iPad with a pencil. I mean, yeah. right? It, it was probably very yeah. de- a deliberate yeah. decision to have first party, even during the keynote, showing the Mac integration. And I think that yeah. that kind of shows where yeah. where they think it lays at the moment. Yeah. I, I do, I find it hard to speculate about future hardware. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we're definitely going to see chip upgrades, right? The the next mm-hmm. generation will mm-hmm. run whatever M3, and we'll probably do things better. But I, th- I I would be shocked if there will be a the leap between zero and one is yeah. going to be higher than between yeah. one and two, right? I don't think if there's a next generation coming out, you'll be like, man, my Vision Pro One yeah. is is a garbage now. I don't think they're now at a point where they're like, man, I wish we would release next year because yeah. then we can finally do all the things. I think yeah, they, they, they decided this year because, yeah, because they, could they have get the hardware all of and, the different things yeah, that they can. And all the things come together. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't... I hope I, so. I know we talked about it earlier, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a fairly large gap uh, from now to the next generation. And I don't know. I don't think it will. I would be surprised if it lets you do things that you can't do right now. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, it will be probably faster and faster processor, but I... Are you saying you think there will be a large gap or not a large gap? S- I think there will be a longer time period between oh, this gap. hardware and... I thought you, I thought you meant power gap. No, 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 time gap. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hope so, because... And it makes sense, right? I mean, the first Apple Watch, we didn't... I mean, even though we weren't... You, we had nothing else to compare it to. It still was clear, like you would tap on something, you'd wait like three seconds for something mm. to spin. Or I mean, you were lucky if it was only three seconds. Uh, whereas, so so it was obvious that in terms of like power and battery life, there was obvious places to go. Mm. This feels though, from the experience that Malin and other people have described, that 
that it's not clunky. It's not like, oh, mm-hmm. it stutters a little bit. Maybe the next version no, will finally, no. it's a little underpowered. You know, it sounds like they made it, you know, rock solid. So yeah. it's kind of like they're, except for just being able to run more powerful apps or maybe doing mm. better AR s- tricks. Uh, and, and maybe some of the power actually will go towards needing less sensors, things like that. You know, it, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be like it's basically the same experience, but the next version, you only need, you know, eight eye tracking sensors instead of 16 mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I don't think they made a lot of like, you know, cuts no. to this. No. This is exactly what they want to ship. Yeah. And I think it will probably rather take software a couple of years to catch up with the capability of the hardware yeah. rather than, than the, you know, in, like an M2 is incredibly powerful of a chip and then it has the r1 mm. last question i have for you uh-oh malin yes the r1 chip what does the r stand for really say fast it. chip say it <laughs> really great chip okay kai what does the r stand for you can't use malin's answer no real time i'm pretty sure that someone even even said that it's it's because it's doing all the real time stuff mm-hmm. okay sounds good zach what do you think I guess you have I'm to make up a, a different yeah, fake stuck answer. Yeah, with reality. <laughs> you, you, Zach Wint gets the point. <laughs> I just wanted someone to say reality. I yeah, was trying to yeah. you know, trick you. <laughs> <Speaking that. laughs> uh, there were so many other things announced, and I'm like, oh, we should talk about those and SwiftUI. And like, there was a, such, this was a huge SwiftUI year. And I know. We have pie charts and stuff, but I think we, we get a... <laughs> really? That's the one, one thing you picked? <laughs> No, but there's so many things. It's that. It's a lot of improvements to tables. We have, I mean, we didn't really talk about Swift data. There's mm. new health kit things on iPad. I think it's interesting. Yeah, Zach, Zach got that one. WatchOS 10 seems amazing. And we get widgets on the watch. Uh, it's a, this is a good year. But Anima- I, I, I know it's a small thing, but the, and the animations for SF Symbols are very neat. I, I like <laughs> they that. are so cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the, big it, fan. This, yeah, uh, big and year. The, and all the new observable changes, so yep. so you don't have to like if something changed in your model, it doesn't mean that everything observing something in your mm. model is changing. It's just if you use a if one particular variable in the model is used, then it will be updated. It's so yeah. much and more and also efficient. like store view. I think that's something yeah. in the very early. I think single digit cup of tech episode number. We we predicted it. Now with SwiftUI, you can totally just say, give me a view of, of an inner purchase and uh, Apple would just handle how, how to present all of that. Uh, we got that this year. We also got the empty state screen, <laughs> which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, you picked the biggest breakthrough, Simon. <laughs> no, but just, all these things add up, right? They're all little yeah. annoying things that we've written a million times, but yeah. we still have to re-implement oh. uh, slightly differently in every screen. Yeah, now when we're already doing random things, Getting red, uh, the red, green, and blue values out of a SwiftUI color. Mm. Ah, yeah. Oh, you can do that? Yeah. What do you need that for? Like, <laughs> if you have a color picker, like, you use the SwiftUI color picker, yeah. and you then want to store it in a database somewhere, you can, ah. you can yeah. just get the red, blue, red, green, blue values and actually store it at something. Really Is it only nice. uh, red, green, blue, or can you also do a, a hue, saturation, brightness? I... So I use that. I use that more than I use mm-hmm. red, green, blue. I, I believe you got red, green, blue opacity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We also yeah. got interactive widgets and animating widgets. Mm. What a year! Mm. That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I feel like you need to start scra- was, from it- scratch with everything as iOS 17 minimum deployment target. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think all week during WWC when people, you know, talking to people and, you know, the, always comes, oh, what are you excited about? What What did you like? My brain just couldn't, like something happened with all the stuff that was announced where it wasn't just because of the headset. It was, there was, it just, it really felt like something overflowed in my brain as far as knowledge <laughs> where I, and because it overflowed, like it wasn't like, oh, some of it's there and some of it I missed. I just, I couldn't think of things. Like I, I mm-hmm. just felt like I had no concept of what was announced unless someone brought something up and say, oh yeah, yeah, Swift data. That's right. That sounds cool. But mm-hmm. it, it just literally broke my brain. Uh, you Normally after these events, I'm able to, immediately say oh these are the five things that i think are the coolest uh yeah. but i just felt like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> i just was slobbering and you know <laughs> i don't know I, I was curious adam now since like you hadn't this was your first in-person conference since 2019 and in-person wwc uh well i was how do you feel i feel good it was cool i would definitely go again uh, mm-hmm. you know, next year and future years. Uh, but it is, it is different. It is, uh, you know, uh, in previous years, Monday was all about lining up for the keynote and then you have lunch and then you have state of the union and then everyone just kind of like wanders around and what do you do for dinner and stuff? Whereas this was, you know, an 8am to 8pm, like, even like lunch and stuff felt like it was rushed. It was let's go get lunch yeah. and everyone's kind of eating while they're walking around. Uh, mm-hmm. There was no just chill out time. Tuesday was no. a little better. Uh, but it, it was very, uh, I don't know. I, I found it very fun. Uh, lots of social activities, but it was kind of exhausting. You know, like when you're hmm. the, the old ones, you forget like that you're spending a lot of the time actually in these live sessions. Yeah. Sitting down in a dark room, mm-hmm. you can choose to sit in the front and pay attention. You can choose to sit in the back and just kind of space out. You can even go into the hallway and just lay down or find a beanbag or something like that. Like there's mm-hmm. there's lots of space between the constant <laughs> meetups and talking to people mm-hmm. and events, mm-hmm. events, events. And uh, so it was very different uh, in mm. that sense. I might pace myself a little better in future years, but... But yeah, it was hard, fun. right? Because yeah. it's it was because, just yeah. every minute you, you knew there were like at least four, four. Every time you were somewhere, you knew there were at least four places you would also like to be at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I felt really. Uh, I, I I only watched one session by by Friday mm-hmm. because yeah. it just not that I didn't want to. I I tried to find time. It's like, but now it's like midnight, yeah. and we yeah. we have the first thing in the morning at eight again. Yeah, yeah. and people like, just kept on organizing those reoccurring meetups. Every yeah, day. who were those? People? People. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> I, I mentioned this last week, or the, well, our last episode, uh, about one of the other differences is, you know, the reason to go to this is just like, is it worth it? You, you no longer put like, you know, knowledge and sessions and things into the equation. It really is like if, if I, a friend asked me, was it worth going? And my answer was like, well, how? Yes, it was for me, but it's it's like answering, is it worth it? To get on a plane and fly to Disney World. Well, if, if, you, if you love Disney World, it's, it's totally worth it. Although someone who even loves Disney World might look at the price and go, "Oh, gee, you know, I like I like Disney, but it's not it's not worth." It. But it's that kind of thing. Like, how do you how do you decide? It's just mm-hmm. you're going because it's fun, and that and you have you have the time and you have the budget to decide to go do this fun thing. But mm-hmm. to, to me, it was totally worth it. I think if you're 
if you're thinking about going, it's worth going. Like if that, if, if going there, spending a week surrounded by people that are also excited enough to go there to spend a week there, if that mm -hmm. sounds appealing, I think you should absolutely try to go. Hmm. Like it's hard to not enjoy it. If, if the thought of it sounds fun, it's hard to yeah. not Mm -hmm. it then not to be fun in person <laughs> like mm -hmm. if anything yeah. whatever fun it sounds like i think it's more fun when you're actually there than than you could possibly describe on a podcast yeah. <laughs> and for anyone else who hasn't gone i'll mention one other thing that i was not expecting to be so cool and that is just the the uh, apple park building and grounds uh which mm. you know we've all seen pictures of it we've all we all know what it looks like, but I was unprepared for what it actually looks like up close. The, the building is amazing. Mm -hmm. Just this, uh, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, curved glass. That's really impressive. No, it is mm -hmm. really impressive <laughs> when you're standing right next to these giant sheets of curved glass that mm -hmm. do not have a speck of dirt on them. <laughs> they're, they're, they're so clear that if they weren't curved, you probably would like not see any glare and you would mm -hmm. walk into them. And the, the inner part, the inner meadow that's kind of in the center of the circle, you know, you look at that and go, oh, it's nice. It looks like a little park or whatever. But you don't realize is that, you know, most of it isn't just like flat grass there's there's lots of hills there's lots of there's like you know apple trees there's all this mm -hmm. interesting stuff in fact most of the places you're at if you just look around you can only see like 20 percent of the rest mm -hmm. of the inner meadow mm -hmm. it's all kind of segmented and you don't really realize that from just these aerial views mm -hmm. that we've seen mm -hmm. like it's it's mm -hmm. really really impressive so if anyone uh needs another reason to go besides the fun and the the social aspect and the announcements just go to see apple park mm. in person it's it's mm. really really cool but also the the scale like the yeah when we when it when we did the tour in the inner like to the pond and to the rainbow stage i did not expect that tour to for us to walk for 15 minutes to, between those places i i did no. not no. somehow parse how large it is because if you see a flyover you know it takes three seconds but turns <laughs> out if you walk the same distance it takes quite a lot of time it's one thing to think about what you will use them for but then it's another like the reality of, of how you use them is is probably going to be a little the, the bit what different. <laughs> I think he said the vision of how you use it. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> the truth of the matter of how you will use them. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't briefed on the new name. It's a we, we need a like on uh accidental tech podcast how they have the ding every time they say file system. We need a, a noise every time we say reality in any context. <laughs> uh I think I have one. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you, you have to have that on, on alert. <laughs> <laughs>